Hello and welcome to Ways Women Lead, the podcast where remarkable female leaders share their personal journeys and offer valuable guidance on advancing your career as a woman in leadership. Join host Anna Gramadska and her guests as they delve into various aspects of leadership, including diversity, equity, and inclusion. This podcast is brought to you by Six Group, a global executive search and leadership advisory firm. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hi, hi. It is great to have you here. Thank you for for joining me. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad that we can have this conversation because um, uh, given your long and very diversified uh, career in technology uh, with 17 years at Cisco and then co-founding technology startups and holding position as a non-executive director on other organizations. Uh, I think there's uh, a very interesting story you could share with 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 other women that would like to either join the technology sector or grow their career within the technology sector and, and maybe advice to uh, employers who struggle to bring more women into the organizations. So I'd be interested in hearing more about how you joined uh, this sector? What made you join it? What, 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 what were your, um, you know, deciding factors at that point and what kept you within this sector? What did you find fascinating to, to stay uh, working within technology for so many years? So um, when I graduated from university, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I was applying for lots of different graduate um, training schemes, but I, I didn't really know what jobs were out there because I'd had part-time jobs as a as a kind of a young teenager and then in my summer holidays when I was at uni I would go and and work at the seaside and work in bars and restaurants and things like that so I didn't really understand what corporate life was like and what jobs were available within those corporates so when I left I was struggling to find work and um, the government had a scheme that said um, you know if you're unemployed which I was at the time and um, you were see actively seeking work you could go on these government funded training courses so I picked one that was um, computer programming um, which would now be called software development mm -hmm. um, it, it was way out of my depth um, mm -hmm. I went on the course, um, you know, I, I would travel and, and would get paid to go on this course. And I did learn something, but it, what it actually did was it introduced me to the tech industry. Mm -hmm. uh, through that, I was offered some work experience with a, a Leeds-based um, computer company. Mm -hmm. I went to work with them and they eventually offered me a job. And that's that was my introdu introduction to the tech sector. Why uh, computer programming at that point? What made you choose computer programming? Do you know what? It wasn't a natural choice and it wasn't, it was kind of like, these are the courses that are on offer. And I thought, well, actually, that might be interesting. That was, that was really, there was no other criteria, really. Uh -huh. And um, so, yeah, from there, I, I worked for this company in Leeds and, and then I went and worked for another, a, a bigger tech company based in Lancashire. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went to Apple and from there, I went to Cisco. And mm -hmm. then now I do my own thing with my own software business and another software development company. 
So I think that I really kind of stayed in technology for so long because I've had a really varied career, mainly in sales. Mm-hmm. And I just believe it's really fast paced, it's exciting, it's challenging. There's, you know, what's, you know, what people refer to as the arms race in technology, where all these tech companies are, are trying to get get faster, get better ways of doing it. Um, introducing newer technologies you know technologies that are really kind of um one day it's like blue sky thinking and the next day it's it's part of everyday life and and when i joined cisco 23 years ago they talked about um a a tech architecture called um avid which was architecture for voice video and integrated data And, and everybody used to say at the time video you know I mean, we couldn't imagine a life where video would become such a big part of our life because, you know, we'd only just got mobile phones. Those mobile phones didn't, they had the tiniest screen that you could text on. There was no pictures or anything like that. And so this kind of idea that video would be mainstream at some point, you just couldn't get your head around. And then, of course, like now we're all over TikTok and Reels and YouTube and and the whole world's gone digital. Uh Uh-huh. But back then it was really hard to get our heads around and that was only 23 years ago. Uh So it's this hugely innovative, forward-thinking and impactful sector on so many areas of our lives. Do you think there's a misconception about what working within the technology industry is like? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, what, What I would kind of encourage the people that I'm talking to is, you know, don't discount the tech sector from a you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the good stuff is, it's generally better paid than any other sector. Mm-hmm. So if you're motivated by money, then tech is the place to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not full of what I call in a friendly way. It's not full of geeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exceptionally clever people that enter the tech sector. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if you are going into those roles around software development and and design, you're probably a great mathematician or a computer scientist. So there's a lot of intelligence in that sector. Um, you know, it does move really fast because there's all the 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 breakthroughs with technology. And, mm-hmm. and actually, if you think, you know, if I go back 20 years ago, you know, digital wasn't really a thing. Now, you know, the lines between tech and digital are so blurred because one can't function without the other. Mm-hmm. How would you distinguish two, actually? That's that's an interesting point. What's the difference between digital and technology? Because I feel like a lot of organizations now call themselves technology companies, even though the, the product isn't necessarily technology. I think there, is a, there isn't a clear distinction. I don't know if you find that. Yeah, I mean, the tech purists will probably slag me off for saying this but <laughs> you know in in my view you know there's there's the hardcore technology which is the software and hardware that is really sitting in the background the back end of stuff it's the stuff that people don't see mm-hmm. you know we've got a computer which we're using now but we we don't see the inside of the computer in the same way that we're recording on teams now which is a huge you know, it's part of Microsoft's huge software platform. So there's a lot of deep technology that sits behind what is at the front end. I see digital as as really that front end. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of 
the nice buttons, the making it look pretty, the 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 digitization of a process could be, you know, previously you might have done something manually. Now you've got an app for it. That's digital to me. Automating it, uh, making yeah. it with the use of technology. Yeah, but the but behind that is a really deep piece of technology which requires an awful lot of intelligence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So okay. that's kind of where I see the difference. What I think is massively overestimated is that, you know, we still there's this, this stereotype that technology is a man's world. You know, admittedly, it, it kind of still is, but it's changing. Mm -hmm. But what I like to open people's eyes to is that you can go and work for a technology company. So a company, say, for instance, like Microsoft or Cisco, that are big high tech companies. But within those companies, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people, there's thousands of different roles. So, you know, if you might go to university and do a degree in um, human resources and come out thinking you're going to work for a HR company, well, why not do HR within a big corporate like one of the big tech companies? Mm -hmm. It's the same with marketing, sales, you know, engineering. You don't have to be a technologist to go and work for one of those companies. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a technologist. You know, everything that I know about technology, I've learned on the job over the years. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that I've done sales within technology companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so so the number one misconception, um, one of the misconceptions, let's call it, is you have to be very technical in order to work in technology. But that's not true because, like any other organization, there are many different functions within the technology organization, and you could choose a a different path as sales and marketing, finance, um, or whatever else it might be that might be interesting you if you would like to join the technology yeah. world, yeah. Um, it's, um, as you said, uh, we find as well that uh, technology can be a man's driven word, world. Uh, we do, uh, we provide for our clients services like um, executive search, market intelligence, um, talent mapping, pipelining. And some of our recent um, projects uh, have given us um, proportion of as little as 5% for female um employees for certain functions which is mm. very very low uh so you've given great uh reasons why should you join a technology company or consider career in, te in technology what would you say to women or girls who who might feel a little bit intimidated by the fact that it's it's that the proportion of men in these sectors is so huge yeah and and it's still a challenge I, I see that and, and specifically like you say in certain roles so like in, in um, computer science and development roles it's, it's definitely still very male dominated. Mm. Um, I think if if there is a, a female that is wanting to enter that sector and into one of those roles that is predominantly a male dominated role I would say you know go and find female role models, you know, get on LinkedIn and find females that are doing the role that you want to do in your sector and, and go and approach them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got to say, I mean, you know, I, I've had a fantastic career and I've had the support of some very fantastic women. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare that you would come across somebody that's not willing to help you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the same with me. I get approached 
uh, for advice about my career and how I can help other people. And, and you just don't say no. You know, it's if, if you ask for 15 minutes of somebody's time, you will get half an hour of somebody's time. Mm -hmm. so did did you say, find it challenging yourself uh, working within technology uh, through the, all these years? Uh, oh, no, not really. I mean, I'm a pretty confident person. I'm okay in most scenarios. I mean, I was conscious that it was a very male-dominated mm -hmm. environment, but I suppose I could. I got used to that and I could handle it. I've seen lots of women that can't. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to have that good support network around you. You know, have a group of people that that can help you out. Go and find some female role models that are already doing those jobs that are maybe mm -hmm. a bit higher up the ladder than yourself. Mm -hmm. You can you can find out about their roles, find out how how they've overcome some of the challenges. You know, don't reinvent the wheel. If somebody's had yeah. a problem before, try and work out a way of you not having that problem. I think people don't ask for help often enough. I think people, uh, it's as you said, very rarely people say no to help. Uh, so it's, I guess it's really important to remind, uh, well, in the case of our topic, women and girls who want to yeah. develop their careers in technology, that women will, there are people who are willing to help you with an advice. That's right. And there are also lots of women's networking groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head in the north of England, there's the Northern Power Women organisation who mm -hmm. don't just focus on tech, they focus on all sorts of different sectors. But there are a lot of women in that group that are in tech, mm -hmm. you know, programmes where you can you can be assigned a mentor, where you go and find mentor organisation will match you up with somebody that, mm -hmm. that you're kind of it's a good match for you really that can yeah. help you yeah and, you know I'm in my 50s now I know lots of, of females that are my age that are offering up their time and services to try and help earlier in career females progress and overcome some of the problems that perhaps we've had that you know we don't want them to make the same mistakes and you know clearly it is easier now certainly but, and you're not only reliant on the organization or your university, let's say. You can go on LinkedIn and find a women's group. You can just type online a, a, a mentoring organization and, and there'll be several that will come up. So there are plenty yeah. ways to very easily find a group or someone who, who will be willing to either help you or point you towards the right direction. Yeah, and I would also say look for females that are outside of your sector, and so maybe not even in the tech sector, because mm. often you can get really great ideas from other sectors that work well in your own sector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's, I would say, just keep an open mind, go and talk to people, get yourself in an environment where you can meet people in a safe, in a safe place, like, like a women's networking group. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, just go and ask for help, put your hand up, because, yeah, like I said, people generally don't say no. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to organisations, to employers, uh, you know, hiring managers, uh, uh, business leaders who are struggling to attract more women to the organisations? I think it's probably a known fact that people, when they're recruiting, they tend to recruit people like themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so if if you've got let's say, an all-male panel of interviewers, they are more likely to employ a male, not through mm -hmm. any kind of discrimination. It's just that you 
can find a connection with somebody that looks like yourself or feels like yourself but with all the work that's gone on around diversity I would say you know if you are interviewing make sure you've got a diverse interview panel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no it's not just the same types of people interviewing candidates you know and that you are opening yourself up to perhaps trying something new or putting a different dynamic in place yeah I, 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 I really think that it's down to the interview process and I mean, if if you struggle to even get females to apply for jobs, then clearly something else needs to be done. It might be a PR push. It might be visiting schools, colleges, universities and mm-hmm. talking to students. It might be partnering with an educational establishment or a training company that can can help you find different types of people. Because the science is there. If you put a diverse team in place, you will get better results. Um, and um knowing uh, what you know now uh, what advice would you give to your younger self when you were entering the sector the job market <laughs> do you know what i'm being completely honest with you i have absolutely no regrets about my career and the path that it took and the path that i took myself on i i guess that if there was anything i wished i'd probably done a bit more discovery you know coming towards the end of my degree around understanding about jobs and roles and companies but yeah hindsight's a great thing and that's the only thing I can think of I, I feel lucky that I've had a fantastic career and uh-huh. that I'm in my 50s and I'm now doing something that I really enjoy for myself but I'm still able to to work in the tech sector mm-hmm. no regrets it's been a fantastic choice and a fantastic journey yeah <laughs> great um well thank you uh that's been uh I, i think there's a lot of interesting and useful advice uh for both employers and and, and girls and women that uh are interested in this topic uh thank you for for your time thank you for inviting me anna thank you thank you that's it for this month's ways women lead episode But there is plenty more insightful and actionable advice from where this podcast came from. Check out our website on www.6-group.com if you'd like to know more about how to build and develop diverse, inclusive and effective leadership teams and how to progress your career as a leader. See you next time.